0: Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. What a privilege. What a privilege to uh, be in God's house with God's people today. No better place to be. The Bible tells us, and I know that Pastor Eric has taught you these things, the Bible tells us that this is where God's eyes are, and this is where His heart is always. And what a privilege to be in the place where His eyes are and where His heart is yeah. yeah and uh and my wife sends her greetings she's at home preaching at our church in in Lockhart and so uh yeah and Derek and Jennifer I don't know did y'all closed church today no they they got they got someone preaching for them too <clears throat> but we wanted to be here and celebrate today this great day with you guys and be a part of church today um but but how many of you know or experienced some t- Besides me, how many of you experienced some challenges over the year of 2020? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because I thought it was just me. It's, it's not. It's not just me. We, we've, we've all experienced challenges over 2020. Yes. Now there's something floating around that you know completely dominates the news right now, and has dominated the news for a year and a half. I don't know if y'all have heard about it, but it's called COVID. Y'all heard about that? Okay, I just want to make sure y'all hadn't been living under a rock. I'm, I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying it, it's, it's real. I had it. It's real. Um, uh, and so I, I'm just saying that, man, that was, that's challenging, huh? Yeah. It's been, been really challenging. And then, you know, for our family personally, we had our own challenges as well in that, in that our great patriarch, our dad, uh, went to heaven in October of last year. Today marks 10 months exactly um and um it's it's hard some of you are familiar with our family and you know the impact but it's hard to put into words uh just how much our lives revolved around that man yeah yeah he he just he filled our lives he was he was bigger than life itself yeah. and and so with the things that that we experienced all of us collectively over 2020 and then our own each of us, I know, we've all had our own personal journeys as well. Um, it's been a lot. How many of you would agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I describe it like, like the book of Isaiah says, it's, it was the spirit of heaviness. Yeah. It's heavy. It was heavy. And um, for our family, we've just been on a <clears throat> journey. For me personally and, and my wife, we, we came to a conclusion a few weeks ago. And here was our conclusion. We're done with heavy. And we are headed to joy. Yes. yes, we are headed to joy because joy is a choice that we make. It's not something we accidentally fall into. It's not something we stumble upon. But it is also a promise in the scriptures that says that God would grant to each and every one of us joy unspeakable and full of His glory. Yeah? Yeah? So we're headed to joy. We are headed to joy. And you know, you know what the, the devil does? You make those kind of declarations, and then instantly you get challenged. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, we sat our kids down and said, guys, we're headed to joy. Whatever we have to do to get to joy, we're headed to joy. You're headed to joy. And if you don't like joy, get out of my house, because this house is headed to joy. And if, if I can help you get to joy, I'll help you get to joy. But we're going there. Joy is our destination. And the very next week, I woke up one morning. Feeling anything but joy. It actually felt like depression. And I laid in the bed, and I'm not that kind of person. I, if I'm awake, I get up. I don't like laying in the bed awake. To me, the bed, you know, my wife always laughs at me because as soon as I get in the bed, I go to sleep. I'm like, well, that's kind of what this is for. <laughs> like, Lay down, you go to sleep. She'll be talking, I'm asleep. And then when I wake up, I get out of the bed. And, but this day I didn't get out of the bed and I laid in the bed and laid in the bed. Fortunately, it was my day off and I laid in the bed and I laid in the bed. And the next time I looked at the clock, it was 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm still laying in the bed and it was dark. It was heavy. So I got up, made me a cup of coffee and went back to the bed and laid in the bed and my cup of coffee on the table next to my bed. And I laid there and I laid there. I didn't eat lunch. And I just, it was like I just couldn't find the energy to do anything. And my day was just being robbed. My wife was up. She went and did things and ran errands. And she came back three o'clock in the afternoon and she said, You're still in the bed? I said, Yeah. I don't know. She said, What's wrong? I said, I don't know. And at 10 o'clock that night, I'm laying in bed with the realization that I had laid in bed all day long. And that my day was gone. There was a day that God gave me as a gift that I wasted. And I heard my own words to my kids saying, we're headed to joy. And that day was anything but that for me. And I told Jennifer, I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to live like this. She said, okay, she's getting in the bed to go to bed. (laughs) And I said, I'm done laying in the bed and I get out of the bed. (laughs) She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm headed to joy. I'm going to take a shower. I went in the shower, took a shower. And the longer I stood in the shower, the more I kept turning it to cold water until it's just freezing cold water on my face. Like I'm headed to joy. I'm yelling from the bathroom. She's like, I'm trying to sleep. I'm headed to joy. I got out, of the, got out of the shower, got ready, got actually dressed for bed. I ran into the bedroom. I leaped on the bed. I'm on the bed going like this I'm alive, I'm alive. My wife was like, shut up, I go to sleep. But the next day, I, I, I got in the bed, and went right to sleep. The next day, I woke up, got out of bed, and it was alive. You know, the, 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 the journey to joy is a fight sometimes. And, and, and sometimes we don't realize that we're losing and, and, and until it's late at night. And we realize, man, we just lost the whole day. And, and I would just say, fight for joy. I have a verse of Scripture to help you in knot, and then I'll finish. I don't have very long to talk, so I want to wrap this up quick. They have it for you. This, this verse, I'm telling you, this verse will change your life. You ready? This is Psalm 60 and verse 7. Psalm 60 and verse 7 says this, Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head and Judah is my lawgiver. How many of you feel better already? <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. This comes out of obviously Psalms, which is called poetic literature in the Bible. And it's, but it's more than a poem because in the Bible... Names mean something. The names of God mean something. We sang one this morning, Yahweh. Yahweh means this self-existing one who is the Savior, Redeemer, and Deliverer. And Jesus said, I'm Him. He said, I'm Him. But names mean something. So the people that understood the names, this wasn't just mere poetry. So I'm going to help you real quick. I'm going to give you some definitions but I'm just going to help you. Gilead is mine. That word Gilead means the top, the summit, the peak of the mountain. That's mine. My place is at the top. The Bible says that God would make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And when you're going through a hard time, it's important that you start confessing out of your mouth, the top is mine. I'm not not designed to live down low. I'm designed to live on the top. Because Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Manasseh means that God causes us to forget our past. Because you see at the top of the mountain, you can't stay at the top of the mountain if you're stuck in your past. At the top of the mountain, what you possess Is you possess the top of the mountain and in that place, the past is gone and all things are brand new. The Apostle Paul said, I don't have everything figured out, but I got one thing figured out. And I have good news for you. If you can get one thing figured out, you're going to do real good. His one thing caused him to write two-thirds of the New Testament. He said, I got one thing figured out. I forget those things that are behind and I go forward. I press forward. That's my place. That's your place. Your place is the place of forgetfulness. To forget the past. And to see a new day means we forget all that's behind us. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. This phrase, helmet for my head, if you had a Bible dictionary, it would state it this way, the protector of my mind. It's the protector of my mind. Ephraim, if so, I'll say it this way. Ephraim also is the protector of my mind. So what does Ephraim mean? Ephraim means this, I will bear double fruit In a foreign land. I think we would all agree 2020 was foreign. For us as a family, we're walking through a very foreign time without our dad. This is all foreign land. But this right here says, I have one thought that protects my mind. And that one thought that protects my mind is even if it's foreign. I'm going to bear double fruit in my life. The foreignness of my journey, the challenge that I may be facing, the unknowns that are standing before me are not going to determine the fruitfulness of my life. I will bear double fruit. 2020 is not going to rob from me. COVID is not going to steal from me. I'm going to bear double fruit. And Judah is my lawgiver. The word lawgiver, if you had a Bible dictionary, it's interesting that they translated it this way to me, lawgiver. One translation calls it the scepter. But the word in the Hebrew dictionary is decree. And Judah is my decree. That means Judah is what's coming out of my mouth. And Judah means Praise. So here's what this verse of scripture is telling you and me. The place where you belong, if you'll take possession of it in the authority of the name of Jesus, the place that is yours is the top of the mountain where the past is gone and all you see is a future beautiful day. And in that place, even though there may be some foreign territory that you're walking through, you're going to bear double fruit. And I believe that that's true for this church. Listen, it's not just us as individuals, but it's true for us as a church. that Our lives, our church is going to bear double fruit. Even in foreign times, we're going to bear double fruit. These things are not going to steal from the church of Jesus Christ. And what you're going to hear coming out of my mouth is only one thing. And that's praise. Praise is going to be my decree. I'm going to continue to give God thanks and declare his name and give him praise Even when I don't understand everything, I'm not going to talk about what I don't understand. I'm going to give God praise. Can I pray for you? Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, that you walk with us. You take us by the hand and you walk with us through every journey. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. So we declare the top of the mountains is ours. And we forget the past. And we will bear double fruit and praise will come out of our mouth continually as we worship you and give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you give Jesus a hand clap? Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecostchurch.com